Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Locked On Flyers podcast. We are here to talk about the final deal for Claude Giroux to the Florida Panthers. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Russ. So it's official. Claude Giroux has been traded to the Florida Panthers and definitely in a lopsided deal. But we're going to talk about exactly why that was. The Florida Panthers are getting, in addition to Claude Giroux, they are getting the Flyers to retain 50% of Giroux's salary through the end of this year, Connor Bunneman, German Rubsoff, and a 2024 fifth round pick. The Flyers, in return, are getting Owen Tippett, the 2024 first round pick, and a 2023 third round pick. And uh, it is uh, quite a day in Flyers history with the captain officially getting traded. And Russ, you know, just mentioned it is a lopsided deal. But what's your take on why that is so? Okay, so the first the first take part of the take is and I think we talked about this last show is bad cap management got us to this point. Like it was bad cap management. Bad cap management basically made it necessary to trade Claude Giroux. Bad cap management is going to make it almost impossible to bring him back. Okay, so we move on from that. The thousandth game. We don't know if Claude would have made the, you know, agreed to a deal before the thousandth game, and we don't know if there was a deal made before the thousandth game, and it was even asked to Claude, but it probably should have been, because the worst he says is no. But once the Sherratt deal was made, we all knew that this deal was going to be lessened. We've said it on this show. So that was because of the first being gone. and and Yeah, the 2023 first round pick was the gold in in the potential deal because of the depth of that draft. And with that gone, you either had to delay it to 2024 or tie additional prospects to the deal. And it seemed like Florida was not going to do that. Well, we don't know that. See, I'm not going to make that jump. When you're retaining 50%, then you get to ask for certain things. And asking for a 2023 third is meaningless. Like, it's just meaningless. Uh, That's when you go down the list of prospects until Bill Zito agrees. So it's like, okay, Samuskevich, no? Okay. Uh, You know, Max Gildon, no? Okay. And I'm not doing them in order. So if somebody wants to say, you know, I'm just giving you names. You know, uh, Alexi Hepaniemi, no, okay. Logan Huchko, no, okay. And you keep going down the list until you get one. 
and you, you're only asking them about the ones that you like. But you do that, so you go to your fan base, and your fan base could actually see another player besides Owen Tippett, who is already struggling as an NHLer, and they've tried everything with him there. It doesn't mean he won't do anything, but it probably means he's never scoring 30 goals in the NHL. So we could say, I'm going to say that pretty freely. And that is another part of the problem here. And then we'll get into the extra stuff like about Tippett and here and all that. But but that's my basic problem here is uh, you didn't, as the GM, give the fan base anything to latch on to here other than Owen Tippett. That's it. And right now, fans needed more than that. They needed another person, an actual person, because remember that 2024 first is probably going to be a flyer by like 2028 or 2029. And the 20, and, and we're assuming that pick will make it because it's a first. We're saying, okay, you know, the 2023 third, you know, you're, you're 50, 50, and it's really less, uh, that that pick will ever even get to the NHL. First off, I agree that bad cap management was a huge part of this and that it got us to the point where they had to retain the salary. I think the other big part of it is that the personnel on the team has been managed in such a way that the team wasn't good. Right. And that whatever Chuck Fletcher did this past offseason, which again, I will repeat, I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he checked everything off the list that had to be done, but it had to be done in the right way and be successful in order for him to get a positive grade from me on what he did last offseason. And clearly that was not the case because whatever his plan A was, he did not have a solid enough plan B to support that. And the team was put in a position where they had to trade Claude Giroux at the trade deadline, which they never should have been in these circumstances in the first place. This team should be good and they are not. And so I think if you want to be mad at Chuck Fletcher, be mad for both of those things because I think that it's it's just been untenable this season. And then I think as far as the return goes on the deal, I think they really like Owen Tippett. And I think they think he's a carrot. I disagree personally, and I mm-hmm. think you do to some I do degree. Too. Yeah. And so I don't think that they think they needed to do more than that as far as a known entity, because I think they think Owen Tippett would be enough. And, you know, I can't say that for sure. I'm not a mind reader. But given the fact that Florida was the only team that Claude Giroux was going to go to, there was zero negotiating power. And so everything around Owen Tippett, honestly, it it was going to be lucky if they got anything in addition to the first and Owen Tippett, because it it just, they had zero negotiating power. So I'm not going to totally ding Chuck Fletcher on that point of it alone, but I absolutely will on the cap management and the fact that he could not put together a successful roster on this team, nor could he manage coaching, nor could he effectively manage what player development is doing. There's one little shortcut, um, that I have to mention. So as far as German Rupstoff and Connor Bunneman, remember, they may be Hextall picks, but you're talking about 20-year-old kids, maybe 21 for Rupstoff, when 
Fletcher's regime took over. It's their failed player development. Yes. It's not a failed pick. It's the failure of being able to develop develop it, and then it's bad cap management that you can't sign all your RFAs, and now you're just trading them anyhow. Right, and we've talked on this show a lot about the mismanagement of Connor Bunneman specifically. And so I'm thrilled for him that he's going to get a shot somewhere else. I think he deserves it after all of this. And if it clears a couple of contracts, that's great. But, you know, I I do think that's an unfortunate side effect of what Chuck Fletcher has done with the cap as well. So in terms of Owen Tippett specifically in this deal, I, I do think that, We're in a similar circumstance here to Morgan Frost because Morgan Frost came in with really strong offensive upside to Mm -hmm. his game. And the way his development has gone has been really questionable, I would say, at minimum, in terms of the Flyers wanting to create more of a two-way game for him, which I understand to some degree, but they have done it at the expense of his confidence and his offensive ability. And I feel like Owen Tippett is in a similar circumstance and the way player development is, I don't think that they're likely to be successful with Owen Tippett. Right. So the first part with with, um, Morgan Frost even Mike Yo admitted he's playing better on left wing, but the team needs him at center, so we're going to put him at center. That's not what yep. you do with a prospect that needs to gain footing at the NHL level. That's not how it's done. And so I don't understand that for the life of me. Now, with Owen Tippett, I do think you're right. There are parallels here, and you can't ignore some of these things. You have to look at it and say, okay, why isn't he the scorer that he was in juniors? Well... I've watched his games, and I see that sometimes he's missing the net. Sometimes he has trouble getting the space to get that shot off. Uh, he played with Jonathan Huberto this year. They were That's how much they wanted him to make that team. Didn't work. So when, they, when the Flyers were scouting him, they sent him down already. Like, so you already took a player that was never going to be on the roster. And, and that's the part that you kind of worry about. Uh, again... I think the Flyers are all in on toughness. So, yes, Owen Tippett is a tough guy. But if he doesn't score 20 goals and he doesn't do it for four or five years, it's a failure. And right now, he's not heading in that direction. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you there that, you know, I think maybe where you give some benefit of the doubt is that the Florida Panthers are overall a much better team. And so there's less room for a guy that's still working on stuff. And so that's why you send an Owen Tippett down. Whereas Mm -hmm. on the Flyers, there's more room Mm -hmm. to let him work things out at the NHL level. And who knows, maybe he'll get that shot for the remainder of this season, uh, given how things are. But at the same time, like I said, there's a certain degree of risk to it as far as whether or not he can make those improvements that he needs to in his game, like in his shot and defensively, because he does make some mistakes there. Um, And also, like I said, from the development side of things and that can the Flyers coaches, you know, get the most out of him? I don't know that right now. Could they next season with a different coaching staff? Sure. Absolutely willing to concede that. But as from what we know now, I'm not sure. Right. And, and, and building off of that, so 
we're in a situation now where, okay, Mike Yo is in charge of Owen Tippett for the rest of the year. Mike Yo is not really developing anybody. If he no. does anything wrong or sets him back, now you've just made it harder for that next guy. Like you've just made it harder for the next coach because that next coach has to play Owen Tippett now. Even if he decides at some point he doesn't love Owen Tippett, he has to try and find a way to make it work because of what's attached to him. And that's not that's unfair to the future coach, by the way. Yes, it is. But there's a lot of moving parts and pieces. There's obviously going to be more to what the Flyers do at this trade deadline. And I did say we have to look at it in its entirety, which we will be doing on Monday afternoon. So uh, any last thoughts on the Giroux deal specifically, Russ? Uh, Last thought is... It'll be weird to see him with that other team. But again, I think the fact that they have a couple of other stars will be nice for him because that's how it used to be on the Flyers. And it made it, I think, easier for him to kind of do his work and almost kind of do it in a stealth-like way. So I expect him to do really well for them. I know they're going to go far in the playoffs. He knows Bob. He, you know, he, he knows some players there already and... It's a really good fit. So I'm really happy for him. And I know everybody wants to see him win the cup now. And that's great. Uh, You know, as far as the Flyers go, uh, you know, for the rest of this year, unless I start seeing unbelievable things as far as development goes, it's going to be hard to come out of this tailspin for this year. I agree with you about being happy for Claude Giroux. I'm glad he got to make the decision and do what's best for him. I think he absolutely deserves it. And like you said, I hope he goes and has a really great playoff run and that he's raising the cup in Florida because uh, I I don't know how to deal with all of this (laughs) if that doesn't happen. I think we all will feel good about it if if he does win it all. So with that, uh, like I said, we will be back on Monday. We'll talk more about this deal, any other deals that happen between now and then. So there will be a lot to talk about over the next several days for Locked On Flyers. I'm Rachel Donner, and I'm here with Russ Cohen. We'll talk to you then. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From the, all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.